this episode is absolute gold and in my opinion one of the best episodes I've recorded this far. Today's guest is my buddy Kai Lasoda who's a filmmaker that helps seven-figure entrepreneurs get their message out and he works with some really big interesting names. And his story is incredible and he's got a ton of wisdom to share. He's always been passionate about filmmaking but ended up going a completely different path into marketing because he didn't want to be another starving artist and he had a belief, hey, if if you become a filmmaker, you're basically going to be broke. And he didn't want that. And he wanted to be able to pay his rent. So he ended up as a copywriter, writing 100 headlines a day, writing headlines for Russell Brunson, which you can see in his book, Expert Secrets, but ultimately started realizing that he hated what he did. And eventually he started having panic attacks and massive stress, which completely destroyed his health. And he was bedridden for months and couldn't recover for over a year. And here we discussed how he healed himself by doing what he loved again. Uh, the key to eliminate stress, stress for good, ethical marketing and truly adding value to people's lives, how his values guide everything in his life and are more than just a nice to have personal development exercise, but something everybody needs to be crystal clear on and live by. And uh, yeah, like I said, I absolutely love this chat. Uh, we went for an hour and a half. I might split this up in two episodes. Well, actually, nah, I'll, I'll just keep it as one, I, be I believe. And um, yeah, just absolute gold. I just couldn't stop asking him more questions because there's so many questions popping up and I was like, damn, this guy has a lot of wisdom for his young age. And um, yeah, we became good friends. Also recorded at uh, in Croatia at the business event that we went to. And um, yeah, without further ado, let's dive right into it. All right, so we met at Mind Valley here. Mm -hmm. You're a cin cinematographer. That's right. And um, what do you do? Just quick intro for those that are listening, that are watching. Yeah, so right now I currently help seven-figure entrepreneurs become the category king in their niche using video storytelling. I love that message. <laughs> Once I heard that, I was like, I need to work on my, my messaging because it's like the category king. It's like, damn. And your your girlfriend does does that, right? She helps with... She does storytelling, copywriting, branding for, uh, yeah, yeah, similar similar entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. And um, you do cinematography. Uh, you used to do copywriting as well, you yes. told me. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would tell my... I would, when someone asks, I, what I tell them is I'm a storyteller, I'm a video marketer, and I'm a consultant because really like it goes much beyond just making the videos that I help my clients with, but really the strategy behind the d deployment of the video and like how to make it effective and generate sales. What, uh, you told me the story of how you were, um, a copywriter before. Yes. And, uh, that's why I said like copywriting, I think it's one of the best skills you can have. It's something that you know, if I could go, go back in time, that's probably a skill that I would start out with to make money. Um, but what, what was that experience like for you? Because you told me that story. Yeah, yeah. Just go on with that. Yeah, sure. So uh, when I first got into business, like I, I found myself like weirdly, like my friend was running these sites and building pages on Facebook and then driving traffic to the pages and making money on ads. And he, I remember sitting in the bar and he was buying me all these drinks and at the time I didn't have any money. And he was just like, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You know? And, uh, it turns out he was running these like clickbait sites on and like doing Facebook arbitrage. And eventually he hired me to run his company and I would, would learn how to write really viral content and like headlines. I was super like controversial and clickbaity and 
that's what I did. And I got really good at it. And I drove like hundreds of millions of views and clicks through these headlines and through this content over the course of a couple of years. And I did it every single day for like two and a half years. And I got to the point where I was writing a hundred headlines a day. And, um, it was basically my life. And Russell Brunson hired me to write his headlines as well. So I wrote the headlines for Expert Secrets, his book. Those are all like my headlines on his landing page and on the book itself. And, uh, but at that point in my life, I became so stressed out uh, and developed so much anxiety because I realized I became more self-aware and I realized what I was doing was out of integrity with what I believed. And then also like I was going out a lot and I wasn't treating my body very well. And I also changed to a ketogenic diet at the time, which I have very strong feelings about now, um, which really uh, actually messed me up in a, in a lot of ways. And, gotcha. Yeah. I'm and, also just currently <laughs> trying it out. I've been doing it for like three months, but yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll see how I go. We can jam on that. Um, yeah, let's too. It's it. like, it's like, there's some details in there that you really got to get right. Yes. And then also um, I switched like the type of water I was drinking and I went from just like normal water to like super high alkalinity water, which at the time I didn't know the effects of that when you eat. Like also there's some stuff there. Long story short is all these things were happening at once and I got so overwhelmed that I started having panic attacks and chronic anxiety and I had to quit what I was doing and move back in with my grandma and basically start from scratch because I spent all my money on trying to recover my health, like going to doctors and spending money on supplements and treatment and all this stuff because I didn't know what was going on. And uh, I was having all these symptoms that were happening at the same time and no one could tell me what was wrong, but they were seemingly happening simultaneously. So somehow connected, but I didn't really, I could never put it together. Um, and so the, it's sort of been this journey in discovering like what true health really is. Man, that's really interesting. And I didn't, didn't even know that you wrote that many headlines, 100 headlines a day. You must have gotten really good at that. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I was then, one of the best, in my opinion, like humble opinion, but... Um, category king. Yeah, the category king, right? Like, yeah, like the best marketers in the world, like Russell Brunson, are hiring me to do their thing. Why? Because I had such a niche skill set that was just so weird, <laughs> but this was it, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah, it's true. If you master one thing in like a small niche, yeah. It's like headline. I write headlines like hundred a day. <laughs> you will get really good at that, and people need that. So, yeah. but but then you talked about how yeah that was out of integrity. What were some of the things that you were doing where you were like, I don't know about that, and why did you feel like that? I just like when you write when you do anything for something for the wrong reasons, it will eventually catch up to you. And like for me, my only motivation was like money. And so like the stuff that I wrote for, it was just like, like I knew it wasn't helping people. Like it was only just making them stupider or like at the very least, like distracting them away from the problems that they should really be facing in their life, you know, at the very least. And, um, you know, eventually you just can't rationalize it anymore. And so like... Yeah, I just, I had an awakening of just like, oh, like, like I have to help people. Like I can't market something or like write something or do something in business that doesn't help people. Like if it makes their life worse, then that makes my life worse essentially. And so this is what I discovered.
Man, I've got so many questions popping up now because I want to ask you about your health journey. Yeah. I also want to ask you about what you think about marketing and like yeah. ethical marketing oh and like God, so many opinions on yes okay <laughs> we could dive into that i mean i have time yeah i have time yeah, yeah I got we can more. even split this up into two two different episodes but yeah. um yeah so first of all your health journey yeah first of all what are the, what the things that you felt and then what was your journey of actually recovering that sure so the first thing that happened was the anxiety and the stress so i was also like i was consulting for another company who was building like a media platform like BuzzFeed. And we had all these different pages mm. and uh, I was supposed to be managing and building the department of the content um, because I was a really good technician. I could write really good headlines and I believed that I could train other people to do the same. And so I was supposed to hire like 25 people in a month and train them and build out the systems and operations. And I had no experience of management or any of this. So how old were you at that time? 21. Yeah, I was 21 and um, I was just weighing over my head. So overwhelm was setting in, stress was setting in, anxiety was setting in. And then I didn't know it, but like also I lived in Budapest and in Budapest I had gotten food poisoning and it was so, so bad that I like couldn't get out of bed for like 10 days. Like I was just in the pain cave and like I couldn't keep anything down and I never linked it back until like almost this year. But when I got back into the States from Budapest, I was really depressed and I didn't know why I was really depressed. I thought it was just because I was like lonely because I moved back to the college town that I was went to university and I felt like I couldn't relate because I had just left college and had all this life experience. I had started started doing business, traveling the world. But what, what, what was really going on, which I now realized was I had gut dysbiosis, which can really affect your cognition. And the way that you feel. And so when I moved to this new city in Newport Beach and started working with this company and writing 100, 100 headlines a day, it tipped the scale, the stress tipped the scale um, because the stress will shut off your digestive system. Like your, your digestive system produces uh, acid to digest your food, your stomach acid. And so when you're really stressed, that um, shuts off because you're in flight or fight. And when you're in fight, you, or it's like your body's going to conserve its energy to keep you alive and to survive, right? Not to digest food. So then I started having malabsorption, right? And like the stress will also create like leaky gut and stuff like this. And this will give you skin problems. This will start giving you digestive problems like constipation or diarrhea or, or both or, right? There's different types depending on what's going on. Um, this is why people develop like problems like Crohn's or IBS or ulcer colitis or things like this. Luckily I didn't have any of that, but like I was having issues for sure, uh, which were mostly psychological. Um, but then I started developing the skin problems and then I started having mood swings and I started having like really weird, like emotional problems. And I knew something wasn't right because my entire life I was really happy, really confident, really, um, yeah, just like I, I, I had never had problems ever with my health. And so I remember waking up one morning and I was in the, and I just like, I was, I had a panic attack. It was my first one. And I ran to the bathroom. I turned on the shower and I just sit and cried in the shower. Just like, what is happening to me? I felt like someone had just poured battery acid into my head. So then that was it, man. I, I went home 
or like I went to my grandma's house because I, I didn't want to go back home and to incubate and I would eat certain food and then I'd have a reaction and then I'd drink water or or like any type of drink like a kombucha and I'd have like a weird reaction and and I was just depressed and anxious and confused it would be the best way to put it because I had started going to doctors oh and I took antibiotics and if you know anything about antibiotics is that it will destroy your micro gut biome so the population in your stomach the bacteria that lives there that makes things work um antibiotics kills that stuff so on top of all the issues that i was already having i put a, a bunch of antibiotics uh in there and then one time i was having another episode so to speak and so i went to the hospital actually because i was like it had gotten really bad like my skin was flaring up and I was like freaking out and having like crazy thoughts. So I go to the hospital and they gave me steroids, which is another form of something that can really mess up like the internal state. Right. So like, yeah, what ended up happening is I, I, I basically tried everything I could to heal myself. Nothing was working. And somewhere I read that, the reason why you're experiencing the symptoms that you're experiencing is because you're not following your purpose, right? And I'm for, getting chills now. Yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, um, at some like no-name site, that's like some like just like random blog with not even a .com, right? Like just like the deep dark web of like whatever, the forums, you know? And um, I read that and I guess I, that's just what I needed to hear. And when I read that, it resonated with me and it stuck with me. I'm like, this is the answer to my, to my problems. And so that's why I picked up a camera because I knew somehow that the only reason or like that I was put on this planet to make videos. And I knew that since I was a kid, that's why I went to college for film and I studied AP photo in high school. And like, I was always using cameras. And the reason why I got into business in the first place is because I learned that all the filmmakers at the school were broke. And so what I wanted to do is learn how to do business so that I could eventually bring it back to video and I could make the two work together. Um, and so now was the time to make the two work together. And so th that's how I started to heal myself. And then I started to learn more about my body. I got into meditation. I, I started taking digestive enzymes, which really helped during that time. I started taking probiotics. I learned about this thing called kefir, apple kefir, which is fermented bacteria and apple juice. And it's like the most powerful probiotic known to man um, that I've ever come across. And it totally transformed my stomach and my health. And, um, and then also stress management was a big one. Man, there's just more and more questions <laughs> popping up now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions around, obviously, yeah. For example, yeah, how you healed yourself. Yeah. Also, love to talk about uh, just in general uh, stress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get into that one after another, I guess. Yeah. Um, man, that's a that's a tough tough story. So you knew that you wanted to do something with film early on, but you got off the beat off the path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you get off the path? Was it was it because you needed money? It's because you wanted significance, maybe, or was it? You, it was a couple it, of things. It was number one, I was, af I was afraid to be broke, right? And I didn't believe what I was being taught. 
it was going to lead to the path. It was going to lead to a path of struggle, basically. And so I wanted to find answers to how to hack that system. And you mean the struggle would be that you'd be a videographer, but you would be broke. Yeah. I'd be a struggling artist, like a, a struggling a, artist. Uh, what, is it, what do they call it? Um, a starving artist. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, and this narrative was there as well. So I didn't want this. Like I always loved money and I was always entrepreneurial. Even when I was a kid, I used to throw parties. I remember I made three grand in one night from a party when I was 15 years old Damn. And, I, and I was just like, like I was doing, always doing things to make money. So it was natural. I was naturally entrepreneurial anyway. Um, then it was just about how do I make this work with my creativity? Yeah. Wow. And, um, then you stopped doing videography all at once and you just focused on the, the copywriting. Stuff. Yeah. So I got into network marketing in college and I built this like big organization network marketing and then it like collapsed and then I got disillusioned. So, but in that process, I got introduced to personal development, entrepreneurship, sales, like leadership. And I remember I met, like I, I got introduced to Jordan Belfort straight line persuasion system. And it taught me a lot about sales. And then my friend from back home had, he was always super wealthy. He was the most wealthy kid I knew. And he lived in this big house and it was like, his dad made a lot of money. And I, and I, I remember coming home one break and I'm just like, I went to his dad's office. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm an investment banker. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? It's just like, basically I'm the middleman where we find deals for funding and we find like the investors to put the funding in and by connecting the two, we make money. I go, that sounds cool. Like I'd like to do that. I want to learn how to make a lot of money. At the time I thought I was going to be a startup entrepreneur because I had just gotten sucked into that world. And so I was like, if I learn what it means to raise money from a company, then like it could make me a really good entrepreneur if I can see it from an investor perspective and I'm shit at numbers like money and finance and accounting. Like I didn't, I, it was all so foreign to me and it made me really nervous that if I was going into business and I didn't understand this stuff, I would be in trouble. So I also use it as a, as a way to learn. I was like, I need to learn this stuff, at least a little bit of base level understanding. And that will help me in the future when I have a business and I have books and I have accounting and finance and all these things. Right. So now I know what a trailing 12 month EBITDA is. And now I know what, like how to value a company. And, um, I know like when, in, like when a good team is a good team and when a team is not a good team. Right. But, and I learned how to sell more too, by watching these guys sell these deals. Um, but the investment banking thing only lasted six months and it was, I also got almost got money embezzled from me and like had to almost press charges against my man, my manager. That's a whole nother story, but how old were you then? 20. Okay, man. Yeah. If it sounds like you've done so much in your, in your short lifetime so far already, I mean, you've, <laughs> you, you, you've built the skill of copywriting, yeah. writing headlines for some of the, the best internet marketers, yeah. videography, uh, then also this now, <laughs> yeah. you've experienced I had a, publish, a publishing company as well. Of course, for, as well. Everybody has that. Yeah. Romance eBooks on Amazon at one point. Okay. And I had an yeah. agency for Instagram growth. Um, because at one point I had an Instagram account that I grew from zero to 180,000 in two months organically before it was impossible to do that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So I squeezed a lot of life into uh, like a couple of years. Cause I dropped, once I dropped out of school, it was like off to the races. 
How how many hours do you work a day? Now? Yeah. Or did you used to work back then? Oh, yeah. I used to work a lot. I used to work nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, yeah. But now I work 10 to 20 hours a week. Yeah. 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 So this is a good example of someone that's like, yeah, crashes and burns, right? It's oh, like yeah. too much stress. It's like, I always give that example of like workouts. It's like, it's usually not the workout that's the most challenging for your body yeah. that will get you the best results, but the one that's the most sustainable. And it should also be one that's fun and it's just easy to do. Like it's like workout, easy to do. No, actually, if you do, if you do a really hard workout, the, your chances of getting injured are way higher. I, yeah. you know, I screwed up my lower back yeah. from, from deadlifting one too many reps oh. and that put me out for like so long. That's the worst, isn't it? Yes. And if you, if I just took it way more easy, easy with the workouts, I could have deadlifted all the way through. I would have gotten way better results. And it's like, I think it's the same with entrepreneurship. It's like, it's a marathon, right? Yeah. So yeah, you learned it the hard way. Yeah. And, and even I still have a tendency sometimes um, to get a little overwhelmed, a little stressed because I like to do things fast. I have this thing like urgency. Um, even so you saw me launch my podcast in like 12 hours, like it was out, you know? And um, the reason being is like, I like speed of implementation. I like momentum, but momentum is a drug of entrepreneurs. And we get addicted to it. Um, the joy that we should be addicted to is consistency, right? And because um, consistency creates momentum and consistency is sustainable. And uh, I, not too long ago in December, I went through a massive growth in my business. I joined this program and it, uh, it really challenged me in a lot of ways. And it was putting me through the meat grinder. And I was feeling really, really overwhelmed with all the stuff I had to do to quote unquote fix my business. And then my advisor at the time gave me this audio from uh, Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan called uh, the twenty-five year, uh, the twenty-five year plan. And when I listened to this audio, man, it just put everything in perspective. Of to give you the short of it, basically, like Dan Sullivan messed up his entire life for the first half of his life. He was divorced, he was bankrupt, and he felt sorry for himself. Blah 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 blah. Right? In one day, uh, yeah. that's what happened to him. In one day. In right? one day, yeah. So like his entire <laughs> life fell apart, and you can imagine how shitty you must feel, right? But he said he gave himself twenty five years to basically fix his life and figure out how to do it the right way, and. Um, that concept of just slowing things down because then your entire world changes when you have 25 years to make something happen. It's just like, there's no stress. It's like, we're just chugging along, you know, just chugging along, showing up every day yeah. and it will happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's no pressure and like, you can be cool as a cucumber and while everyone else is like panicking and like, you're just like, nope. I'm just right on track, right? And like you got your little milestones, right? So like every quarter you do a review and like every year you do a review and you just, you know, just go incrementally, man. And like over the course of 25 years, you can make a massive, massive transformation, right? I got to check that out as well because yeah. I, I, I talk about him a lot and he's not very well known, but he's one of the smartest entrepreneurs. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to get connected to him at some point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really interesting because if you listen to the... A lot of the business gurus, they tell you the speed of implementation is all that it, you know, you got to work 16 hour days. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, where's my money? It's like this, this mindset of like, you got to do more. It's like, don't, don't wait 25 years to fix your life. You got to do it now. Yeah. And it's like, but what I realized is that it, that, that advice is for the masses, which is lazy people. Yeah. 
We are not lazy people. No. We are on the spectrum of people who want to do way too much, that get stressed out, that, that crash and burn. Yeah. And I'm, I'll tell you honestly, like I need, to watch, I need to watch my health more because I tend to not sleep enough, uh, tire myself out too much, and then something like that could ha totally happen to me as well, like a panic attack or something like that. So I've got, gotten way better with it now. But in the past, man, it's really bad. And, and, and for us, it's like really valuable to hear like, hey, man, you have time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that advice that we need to hear. That's yeah. why for me to, to go on like YouTube and check out the, the, the general business leaders, the, yeah. the gurus that are teaching the masses, listen to their advice. It's like doesn't apply to me. Yeah. It literally doesn't apply to me. Like setting less goals in a year. Um, doing less and yeah. actually, yeah, slowing down. So that's one of the things that you probably did to manage your stress, right? Yeah, it's been, so my philosophy has really shifted a lot. My lifestyle has shifted a lot. If you look at my business model, I only take on one client a month. And, um, you know, like that's like, Oh, you got a 10 X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like people <laughs> would be like, why not more? Why not more? Like you're playing small, right? And it's like, maybe. You know, that's one school of thought. And, uh, like, because of what I went through, it really, it put constraints on how I could design my business. Because at the time of me starting this company, I'm having major health problems or what it seemed like major health problems. Um, and I said, if I'm going to make this video thing work, I can't be traveling around everywhere. I can't be having 20 clients a month. Like it's gotta be simple and it's gotta be high ticket. And it's got to be high impact and it's got to make me feel good, you know? So like, these are like my parameters. And when I put these constraints on it, it got me, it forced me to think really creatively about how I set things up. And I'm a big believer in initial conditions, meaning how you start something is how the pattern continues, right? So I didn't know about initial conditions at the time, but this was insanely valuable for me. Did you learn that from Sam Owens? I did. That's something. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something that he talked about in his course, and it's really interesting because um, he he gives a lot of examples about Jeff Bezos. And Sam Owens, I think, is a super smart guy. Yeah. And um, Jeff Bezos, from the beginning, he was all about being customer centric, like from from day one. Mm -hmm. Like he talked about that from the beginning, and he still did that. That's the entire company. So yeah, yeah, it's initial conditions. So it's things like this initial conditions. I got into minimalism. I got into mindfulness. I got into intent living int intentional living, like all this stuff now has really influenced how I do business. There's a book called small giants, which talks about like companies that, um, like intentionally stay small. Um, and it just really resonated with me because now after like living the high stress life and like seeing the implications of that, it's just not worth it for me. So, and I've worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of high level CEOs and entrepreneurs who are running big organizations. And for the most part, I shouldn't generalize, but for the most part, based on my experience, they're not very happy people and they're not, they're definitely not very healthy. And so once you lose your health, you'll do everything you can to get it back. And that's why health is my number one value. And I put it before everything else is because I know what it's like to live with, with poor health. And so every, every decision I make then is filtered through, okay, is this 
company that I'm working on or creating going to give me more health or is it going to take health away from me? Right. And so when I set something up, like the reason why I used to do two clients a month, which I thought was pretty minimal, but then, um, I still had a little bit of like, cause you know, the leads would come in all of a sudden and then they go down and then they come in and they go down, you know, the roller coaster of like lead flow. And then I said, what if I just like charged more and took on less clients, right? Then it's even less work to manage those things, less project management, less client fulfillment, less time, right? And because I want the time to spend with myself, to, to nurture my health, to nurture my relationships, to nurture my practices, my rituals, my meditation, my breath work, my walking, my exercising, my... Uh, just even being mindful and just like taking my time to cook my own food and like enjoying that. Right. Cause to me, like, yes, you can get lots of purpose and fulfillment from your business. And I have no qualms about impact and the ram or, and the consequences of doing that in a good way. And it's just like, I'm experimenting with what if life was simpler? And what if I don't have to be this like crazy visionary leader that like saves the world? And I just, you know, I help some influential people every year do good things and get their message out so that they can impact more people. And I just have a nice life. That's simple and is, is healthy and makes me happy, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I've, I've become quite the contrarian, um, philosopher in that, in that sense is like what everyone else is saying. I say, okay, I need to do the opposite. So this is how I think now. So you used to have a goal of wanting to go really big and impact the entire world and change the world. Is that something that contributed to your stress? Because I'll be honest, that is on my list. Like I, I, I right now I'm kind of like, I don't have absolute clarity around what I want my life to look like. On one hand, I want to have a huge impact I want to be someone that really changes things and is like maybe even goes down in history if, or at least in some history books, you know? Yeah. And it's like, hey, this guy, he like without him, this world would definitely be a worse place. Like we're so glad we had him. Um, and on the other hand, sometimes I have days where I'm like, I just want to enjoy my life and have fun. Yeah. And that'll also be the business route. It'll also be, you know, that I, I make where I make a ton of money. Yeah. But it's not the thing where I have to have this huge impact. So is that something that you switched around? Yeah, it is. Like I, I love, I love just following the, the questioning of like, you know, why do you feel that you need to have this big impact? Yeah. That's a, my buddy, Lewis, <laughs> we recorded a, an episode as well. It's yeah. like that, that that's at the core of it. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah. Why? It, I guess it is, it is a significance thing. Yeah. It is a significance thing. And uh, the people that actually ended up having a huge impact like that, that was not their intention. They weren't driven like that. No. So they've probably lived like you as like, I want to enjoy my life. And then on the journey, they see, hey, there's actually something that I want to change. I want to contribute. There's a, here's a problem they actually in my want to, life that I want to solve. They actually want to contribute it. Yeah. And I, the thing is, I do want to contribute. It's not yeah. like I just want to be this big guy. It's like, you know, I, it comes out more and more. And this is one of my primal drivers now. Like actually yeah. like, am I actually helping? Yeah. That's one of the key things. And, uh, but still, there's still that little part of me is like, I want to do really great things. So I'm actually thinking of switching that around, like leaving that all behind. Like whatever happens, happens, but I want to contribute and live a beautiful life. 
Yeah, there's this quote in this video. Um, so there's this videographer that I follow who has been a big inspiration of my work. And um, in this video that he made, he said, um, do what lights you up. Or don't ask what the world needs. Do what lights you up. Because what the world needs is more people who are lit up. I love that, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's one perspective. And I, I also believe, I have a really strong belief that there are unlimited and infinite amount of possibilities happening right now. And each one of those possibilities has a different perspective. And the man who holds the most perspectives at once is the man with the most power. So it's about oscillating in the duality and the contradictory of these ideas that allows us to have the most powerful perspective and for us to really make a decision that's right for us. You mean being able to have two conflicting beliefs and still be comfortable with that? Yeah, and, hold, well? them, and hold them simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, so for example, I believe that a fulfilling life is to make the biggest impact in the world that's possible. Mm. And also that a fulfilling life is to live simply and to fill up your cup. Yeah, that's true. And so if I can hold these beliefs simultaneously, then I can find the equilibrium. And in the equilibrium is where the truth is held. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I've got some journaling to do now. <laughs> yeah. I've got some journaling questions to do. And, and, and it's also just a series of experiments as well. Right. Like I love the, the phrase, like we're just a bunch of meat sacks, like hurling around a rock, like <laughs> in space. And so when you say that, it's like, oh, well, nothing really matters then. It's a quite nihilistic point of view. Right. But when you say that, it makes things a little bit more playful and like they don't, um, there's not as much seriousness around it. So when it's a little bit more playful, you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to run this experiment that for the next year or two years that life is simple and like this is what gives me joy and and I don't need to make this huge impact I just need to go deep with the people who are around me you know and like ex experiment with that and like and then like if it fills you up then it's like oh here we go confirmation this was right right so right now these are like theories that I have and like I'm practicing them but here's what I know based on my practice right now number one These are the two things that make me the most fulfilled and, and happy on a day-to-day -day basis. And I would define happy as a sense of contentness and peace, okay? Is feeling good inside my body, so my health. And then being around people that I love, that I feel connected to, and I feel like I belong. And giving to them and, and receiving from them as well. So these two things make me the happiest. Therefore, I design my life around these things. Now, there's this guy, Derek Sivers, who I also follow. And he says, what's the fastest way to become not rich and like to become unhappy and lose all your money? And he says to focus all your energy on lifestyle design. Right. And um, and I love this, this thought, too, because it challenges me because like I'm definitely in the in like the school of like lifestyle design is the way to go. Um, 
And there's another guy named Donnie Epstein who created Network Chiropractic, which is some crazy esoteric stuff that you should check out. Tony Robbins gets it done on him every time before he goes on stage. And um, he said that like the only difference between sickness and wellness is sickness is about I and wellness is about we. So, you know, I'm playing with these different beliefs and these different perspectives and I'm just like, I'm dancing with them, you know, and I'm trying to discover like, okay, like what's true for me? Because what's true for you is it may not be true for me and what's true for you who are listening, you know, may not be true for us and vice versa. So it's really about like where I'm at in life, I guess. And I don't know how we got here, but this is the dance that I'm in of, of just like what what are these different philosophies? What are the dualities? And like, how can I hold them simultaneously to discover what's real for me? That's something I see a lot in guys like you and, and a lot of the friends that I have where I'm like, Hey, these, these guys are crushing it. And they're like, they ha already have a lot of that wisdom, mm -hmm. uh, which is independent thinking, yes. thinking for yourself. So even though you have a guru that's a billionaire, and he tells you, this is, this is how you should live life. You should plan your day in five-minute increments and do this. And there's other people that tell you the exact opposite. But whatever someone tells you, you always got to think for yourself yeah, and be super open-minded. Like anything could be true. Yes. Maybe the, the people that are wearing crystals around their, their necks and like, you know, talk about that stuff. Maybe they're, maybe they're right. Yeah. So it's that radical open-mindedness. Um, yeah. And I see that in you as well. So that's interesting. And that you've... You've gone from one spectrum to the other, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm always oscillating. Um, but what I do know right now, what's true for me right now, what my truth is right now, is that I do prefer, like, one of my top values is simplicity. And I, I'm in the practice of, like, simplifying my life, simplifying my business. And, um, and that has given me great peace of mind. And, like, I'm really enjoying that. And... Yeah, and like, dude, like, community is health as well. Like, yes. when, when you feel the healthiest is when you're around the people you love. Yes. Yeah. So that's something big that I realized as well. Because when I when I built my first business, so I could move back to Australia and be with my girlfriend again. Yeah. First of all, I was super lonely because I moved to a city by myself, slept on the floor of a friend for for a few for a few days I mean it wasn't really a friend it was like an acquaintance someone that I went to school with yeah. but I ended up having no friends and I was just building my business for that entire year I, I met like one good friend Yeah. and um, then when I was back in Australia I was in that new city I mean I've been there before as a traveler but then I was there like I was so lonely running my business and I realized that loneliness is such a huge issue and it's so bad for your health yeah. I've did some research and I actually saw that it's like Worse than, than smoking like 15 yeah. cigarettes, yeah. cigarettes a day. Yeah, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, it, so yeah, the health thing is like totally tied into like the social stuff. And then, you know, I would listen to these business gurus and it's like, oh, you got to work 16 hours a day and like don't go to parties. It's like, yeah. for me, I have to, I should stop working right now. I should go to a party. I should socialize. I should make some friends. That's how you'll be successful. Exactly. Yes. Making myself happy first. Cause my health was literally deteriorating and I didn't enjoy my business anymore. I started resenting it. Yeah. And it's just like, like for me, community as well, super important. So we chatted about that before as well, about the values. Obviously you've, mm -hmm. you've mentioned simplicity for you, health, mm -hmm. uh, community. So yeah. these are some of your top values. Yeah. 
And uh, we talked about this before as well. We were like, th this whole value thing, where you set values for yourself, it's not like one of these nice concepts. It's like, oh, it's, you should do that. It's, you know, it's nice to have. It's like, that's what guys everything. I mean, that's what Date With Destiny is about. Yeah, at, uh, yeah Tony Robbins events. Um, it's like, that, that's his main concept. It's like, it all, it's all leading up to setting your values. So what are the values that you set for yourself now? Why did you set them? How has it impacted your life? Yeah, so number one is health. Number two is community. Um, number three is simplicity. Or no, number three is wealth. Number four is simplicity. Number five is, I think, creativity. And then um, number six is... I forget what number six is. I did it a while ago. But the ones that I really focus on, honestly, are the first four. So health, community, wealth, and simplicity. You're keeping it simple as well. Yeah, again, keeping yeah. it simple as well. Yeah. yeah. Just don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah. And then um, a few days ago, yeah. we had a social event here because we're currently at in Croatia at, a, at Mind Valley U. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a social event and it was going until late night or something. And you weren't there. And I asked, hey, what you end up doing? And you were like, now I'm staying home. Because you were literally thinking, hey, I'm tired. I need to sleep. But I also want that community and that social stuff. But then you decided to stay home because you literally looked at your values and, and decided, hey, my, my health right now is more important because only then I can show up properly at social events and stuff like that and really connect with people. So that's why values are so important powerful because it's like i like to think of it as an automated decision making system yes. it's like it's like a funnel that you run every decision that you make through and you make a ton of decisions every day like from what clothes you wear from to to what you're going to say next to what you're going to think next um and you just put it through that system and it's going to tell you what to do pretty much because it's like oh this is my top value and this comes before that like my health comes be before simplicity and, you know, it, that's how you make decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it becomes very binary. It's just like, if you're healthy, would you make this decision? And like, if you love community, would you make this decision? Is this simple? Yes or no? <laughs> like, is this moving me towards wealth or away from wealth? Yes or no? Yeah. It's yeah. quite simple. That's interesting how your entire story, you can see how that shaped your values, health, obviously, yep. talked about it in the beginning. Second one, community. Mm -hmm. I was lonely. You yep. felt, you felt really lonely. Super isolated. Yeah. yeah. Part of part of my problems was I was lonely yeah. as well. Number three, wealth. Yep. You didn't want to be a struggling artist. Yes. A starving <laughs> artist. Yeah. Number four, simplicity. You yep. were overwhelmed with all these suite of implementation and yep. stuff like that. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So something that Vishen said in this value exercise that he did was like Vishen Lakiani from yeah, Mind Valley. Yeah, the CEO of Mind Valley said normally our values come from the things that we hate. Yeah. The, the opposite is what our value becomes, right? Yeah. So, uh, for anyone listening or watching, uh, then just think about what you hate, and the opposite could be a, a easy path to start defining your values, and. Um, and these are values that you can imbue into your company as well as this is what you stand for. And that's super powerful when you build a culture based on these values of what you stand for. It can transform everything. Yeah. For me, um, it's that loneliness part. Because yeah. from, from when I was young, I felt like I was different than other people. Mm -hmm. Even though I had a lot of friends. But um, I was on my own. I always had that feeling I'm on my own. You know, because of stuff that happened in my family. Yeah. And um, that just went through my entire life 
this this theme of like I'm different, I'm lonely, and uh, I'm trying to find my tribe. So I always used to be part of different communities. For example, I used to be heavily into video games. I love that. I uh, love that community. And then later on, heavy metal. Yeah. I used to be the only one of my friends that would go to a heavy metal festival, the biggest one in the world in Germany. I would go there myself. I was 16 and it was like a three or four day festival. Uh, actually, it's like five or six days. And um, it's just like, now I see like what I want to build is like, I want to I want to help people. Um, yeah, I want to build communities. I want to bring people together because that's a pain that I had. So it's like, it's... It's 100% true what Vision said. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, your greatest, uh, your greatest wound is your greatest gift. Yeah, that's super interesting. So it's, it's a good way to figure out, okay, what, what's my purpose in life? What do I really value? And um, where do I want to go next? Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, what hurts? <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because I know a few other copywriters. I don't want to generalize. Yeah. But the ones that I met... They're like not people I want to be around. Mm -hmm. um, and they, oh, they, man, I, uh, they, 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 they don't seem happy either. They mm -hmm. seem also nervous a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just a couple of guys that I know. Uh, they make a lot, they, they make a ton of money, but they don't seem happy. And um, I think like for you, you, you decided what I'm doing is not helping people. And it actually impacted your health. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Like, and I think with 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 guys like that, like just in general, not just copywriters, of course, but I mean, people in general who are like all about like push marketing and getting something, getting the money, and and to maybe even manipulating people or just doing something that's not valid, that's not actually helping. I mean, I think there's so many people nowadays that they're not actually helping people with their consulting or whatever, coaching, whatever they do, but they just make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, why do you think that why do you think that changed it impacted you so much and not them is it, is it that they deluded themselves that it, oh, it should be fine like or is it just are you born with that value it's like no you're someone that, that like you that have cares. a strong ethical moral compass no Cause, cause like, I, i'm like that too like i man i like i'd rather be broke than do something where i'm like nah yeah it doesn't feel good for me bro like i think I just became like more aware, like my consciousness started to increase and like, like dude, like the universe has a way of like, like waking you up, you know? And like giving, like I, I was given a heavy dose of like time to wake up and like, I can't ignore it. You know, there was no ignoring it. Like as much as I, I dragged it on for a long time, it was golden handcuffs, right? Cause I could, uh, in the heyday, I could write two hours a day and make lots of money and I could do it from anywhere in the world. This is like the dream that everyone wants, right? And so it was like golden handcuffs and um, I didn't want to give it up. And so it slapped me in the face hard enough where I had to wake up and say, okay, enough. And then like beyond that, I got this teacher, I got this teacher, this mentor, and he taught me how to think. He taught me how to analyze and make decisions and stuff like this. And I use the analogy, like imagine you're sitting in a dark room on a chair, right? Like this, and you're sitting in a dark room and you're doing your life. And then all of a sudden you reach up 
and you grab the switch or the, the pole and you turn on the lights. And the lights come on and then you see all these snakes under your chair. Now you have two options. You can either turn off the light and pretend the snakes aren't there. Or you can get up and make a run for the door and get out of the room, right? And that's basically what happened is the lights got turned on. I saw the snakes. I turned off the light and I, and I suffered because of that. And then I turned the lights back on and then I saw the door and I made a run, I made a run for it. And um, I, when you get out of the door, then there's no more snakes. And like you can go to a different room where there's like bunnies and like it's all fun and stuff. But like... He, he, he painted this picture in my head and he, he made me realize that like I wasn't a piece of shit like, and I was making myself feel like I was a piece of shit for what I did. I was just doing the best I could with the information I had at the time. And as soon as I became more aware and I got better information, more data, I woke up. Right. And so the, the reason why people don't change, I think, is because they either don't want to look like they don't want to turn on the light when they've already turned on the light and they want to ignore. Right. And so it takes some courage. But I think, yeah, like there's only so long you can ignore it until you suffer serious consequences. And, and if you don't, if you just continue to ignore it, when those consequences come in, then your life's going to be really hard. It's really, uh, it's really that self-awareness, right? It's really um, either you delude yourself into like, oh, it's fine or, you know, I'm helping some people or, you know, somewhere this or you just have a belief that says, hey, everybody has to look after themselves and I'm just looking after myself. Yeah. But or like, if it's not going to be them or if it's not going to be me, then it's going to be someone else. So yeah. It might as well be me. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's how you, with, with, a, with a different belief, you can kind of like make it work yeah. but like if you if you're actually self-aware and you're like a person who realizes hey i actually thrive on other people succeeding because of me and i'm, I'm someone that cares about other people because i'm a human being and i need other people it's like i think that's when it comes up it's like i'm a piece of shit it's yeah like, there's there's behavior that i would describe it as there's anti-social behavior and there's social behavior right when you're engaging in anti-social behavior it's basically like you're a deviant in society like you're going against the norms of like what is embedded in basic human nature, which is to procreate, which is to grow and which is to expand, right? This is the basic law of human nature is to do this. And if you defy that law, then you're engaging in antisocial behavior, which will eventually cost you. And make you lonely as well. Yeah. Isolate you from society. You know, like from the thing that gives you the most health, which is tribe and community and friends and lovers and this type of thing. Right. Right. Like, how can you expect to be accepted in any group when you're engaging in behavior that's hurting people? Unless the group is designed to hurt people. Yeah, that is super powerful, man. Um, so what are some of the things that you did to also manage your stress so obviously you did a lot of self-inquiry yeah who the fuck am i what do i value yeah um 
a lot of health stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, we could talk about the stress thing forever. So I, yeah. I'm like an expert on stress now. Which nice. Is, yeah. You see, by the way, you seem like a super calm guy. Oh, yeah, Even the way calm. you talk now. Yeah. By the way, one quick question. Yeah. Did you used to self-criticize a lot? Yeah. Where you're like, where you're like oh yeah. man, I got to do more. I got to. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I see similar patterns. Yeah. That was things that we've gone through where now I'm like super understanding of myself and I'm like, like if I didn't work as much as I wanted to, or there's something that I where I backed off where I should have like pushed, yeah. pushed. It's like I'm just like that's fine. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, Can it's we, like it's, it's it's self love, like, self acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, interesting. You seem like a super calm guy now. So yeah, yeah you seem like a man expert on headlines, <laughs> cinematography, stress management. Like yeah, yeah. I know a lot about systems too. Um, All right. So, so add another one. <laughs> a, big, a big part of um, a big part of stress is first getting and the reason why stress happens is either we're doing too much, we're out of alignment, or there's an imbalance in our system. Okay. So let's address the first one. The first one was that we're overwhelmed. Basically, we're doing too much. The way that we fix the overwhelm, this is like more external stuff is with systems okay so if you're literally just doing too much then all you have to do is write out exactly what you're doing time set a timer and track what you're doing so how much time are you spending on each activity then for the first activity write out step by step what you what you're doing make a recording of it now you have a process you never do that activity ever again without that checklist. Therefore, you increase the efficiency of everything and you always know you're doing it the right way. Then, once this process has been created, you can hand it off to someone else because all the details are there, the training is there, and that will take one activity off your plate. And the idea is when you track all your time, you can section off things based on what you love to do, like what gives you energy and what takes energy away. What is high value activity? What's low value activity? So by isolating what's low value activity and what takes energy from you, that's what you get rid of first. Then you move to uh, what is low value activity, but you could still do Then you get rid of that. Then what's high value, but you don't like to do it, then you could get rid of that. Then you stay with the high value and you like to do it. This is the process of delegation and basic systems creation. Um, and you can do this for any activity, whether it's personal or business. Also for overwhelm, it's, uh, the easiest thing is eliminating things, right? Yes. Yeah. So by simplifying, um, I like to apply the, apply the 80-20 principle. So it's just like, okay, what's driving 80% of the results of any given activity? One client a month. One client a month. Easy. Like I go to an event, I get a client. This is how I do it. I go to an event, I get a client. Done. And then referrals trickle in along the year, you know? But if I continue to, to go to an event and get in communication with people, I know eventually if they're my ideal customer, like if I'm going to an event where my ideal customer exists, I'm getting a client. Easy. Easy, right? So like all I have to do, I know my one activity, which is I go to an event. This is my money-making activity. Then if I just continue to do that activity, I will get sales calls set up 
And then all I have to do is sell. And then after I sell, all I have to do is fulfill. And I've systematized and productized my business. So I have one offer. I don't do random services. I have this one package. You can't buy anything else from me. Just this one thing, right? <laughs> so there's a book called The One Thing and there's another book called the uh, called Essentialism. I love The One Thing. Yeah. Essentialism was, for me, even more influential. It's just like, I love the way he looks at things and break things down. But it's just asking the question, okay, what is essential? And if you ask this question over and over again, you'll get to the, the answer. So you have a, a process for creating systems and delegating things. Then you have the simplification of things, which is just like, okay, where's 80% of things coming from? Do that and eliminate everything else. And boom, you have the overwhelm taken care of then. Next part is the out of alignment. So if you're out of alignment, my best advice is just to stop doing everything. Just go silent, go inward, and just think about what you hate. Do the core values thing. Figure out what is really like what you love and then imbue that into whatever it is you do. Cool. Alignment's fixed. Then we go, Super easy. <laughs> we go to health. Okay. Or like, uh, what was the last one I said? Um, that was the alignment. Oh, uh, imbalance. Imbalance. You got an imbalance. So um, there's, this is systems thinking. So I believe that everything is a system. This is where, this is the assumption we're using. So if you think about it, like we live in a solar system. And then in that solar system is like a planetary system. And then on Earth, we have like an ecosystem, right? In that ecosystem, we have like species systems, right? And then in the human system, we have bodily systems. So we have the cardiovascular system. We have the, um, you know, the nervous system, nervous system the, the, the digestive system. Digestive system, thank you. The um, hormonal system. We have all these systems, right? So the way that systems work is they work in conjunction with each other. So if something is out of balance, everything is out of balance. So when so the stars are underlined, are you saying that? Yes. yes. <laughs> the planetary yes. system is everything out of whack. Is out of, is so that's why you're not digesting your food properly. Exactly. It's like the waxing gibbous that happens on the third of the month in July. That yeah, is we all know the reason that. why you're suffering. No. Um, in, in your body, when we're fixing the imbalances the way that we fix the imbalances is by taking a systems approach this is why holistic medicine is so popular now and so we need to uh, we need to engage every system and start from the most basic so i look at health um, there's like six basics which is breath water nutrition movement stress and um uh there's one more I forget. doesn't matter. Point being is... Maybe some mental stuff? Happiness? What? I'm just talking like... Psychology. Fun functionally, these are the, functionally. Ba the basics of health. Okay. Oh, sleep. Sleep. Okay, so these are the six, right? When we... We just want to attack these six first. Sleep is the most important. So uh, if you're not going to bed at um, 10 o'clock and waking up at the same time every morning, at least getting a minimum of seven and a half hours of sleep every night then um, you're just going to be dysfunctional, bottom line. like there's Even people that say, hey, I can, I'm fine with five hours of sleep, you're not. You're no, probably not, not even aware of it. Buy an aura ring. The first thing you should do is buy an aura ring um, and 
that will tell you how well you're actually sleeping. You don't know how well you're actually sleeping until you have a metric to measure it against, right? You don't know how well you're doing in anything unless you have a piece of data to measure against. And I think so many people, they are, they've been underslept for so long. They, they think it's normal. They're like, I feel fine. Yeah, they don't even know what good sleep is. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same with diet. It's like just so many people are eating so many carbs and sugars and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I feel great. And it's like when they stop, it's like, oh my God, it's like an entire new world. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when someone's stressed out um, and the first thing I'll go to is sleep and I'll just be like, cool, what time are you going to bed? Usually it's later than midnight, and uh, that's immediately a red flag. It's like, okay, first thing. Once you handle the sleep, it, what happens is when you don't sleep right, your hormonal system will get messed up. And your hormonal system is what regulates everything in your entire body, right? And so when your hormonal system is off, then your digestive thing is off, then this is off, then that is off. So, But just by knocking this this uh, one thing over, the sleep, we're, we're, like, we're covering our ground. Then you can attack each system like one by one after that. But until you have the basics, you shouldn't look at anything alternative. Like water, you got to be drinking 60% of your body weight in high quality water. And you have to test which water is best for you, whether it's spring water or reverse osmosis or with some minerals or, or whatever it is. So you got to figure out what's best for you. So then you have water. Nutrition is a little bit more complex, but I would just say for basics like macronutrients, Find out what macronutrients you need. You can do that by finding just a normal nutritionist. They should be able to tell you. Um, and there might be any like dietary like uh, sensitivities there that you could get, become aware of that could be helpful. Yeah, can you actually um, it, can you actually go to a doctor and he tells you what you're allergic to and stuff like that? You can get tests that will tell you like a food sensitivity test that will tell you what foods you should be eating and shouldn't be eating. There's also genetic tests that you can take which are um, good to tell you basically like what foods you should avoid as well. You've, based done, on your you've genes. done it all. I've hey? done it all. You've tried, tried yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah. So, um, an expert on health as well. Yeah. By not by <laughs> choice though, by necessity. <laughs> yeah. So, um, nutrition, you just cover your macronutrients, then look at food sensitivities and macronutrients means carbs, fats, and proteins. And you're hitting a certain calorie threshold based on your body weight and your composition, height, all this stuff, right? And the next thing is movement. You know, like I would say base level 10,000 steps, walking every day. This will dramatically improve your digestion and cognitive uh, enhancement as well. And waistline. Yep. Um, and then like, you know, basic like pick your, pick your movement activity that you want. Some strength training, some flexibility stuff, some balance stuff, um, some recovery stuff is good. Just not too much and not too little. Like simple, simple. Right? Simplicity. Simplicity. And this is just to cover the basics to get you back into balance, right? Then um, stress management. Okay, here's a big one. Meditation. What I do is just mindfulness. You know, I, I count my breath. 20 minutes per day is sustainable for me. Uh, I would recommend that anything above 20 minutes is best. Because you won't notice as big a, I would call it meditation gains until you get after the 20 minute mark. Uh, it will change your world. So meditation, if meditation is hard for you, I recommend breath work. Wim Hof breath especially has been, it like saved my life when I was like really struggling. Wow. Because what it does is you can tap into your parasympathetic nervous system 
Um, and when you're having stress and overwhelm, you're having probably nervous system issues. Um, so the parasympathetic nervous system is the one that is calming. Yes. Yes. Okay. This so is... what were some of the things that you experienced with that? Is there some crazy experiences that you had with, uh, one session that you had and you had a big insight or it's just um, consistency yeah. over time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt it immediately. The first time I did Wim Hof breathing, I was at a biohacking, like, like sort of weekend with Anthony DiClemente, Biohacking Secrets. You should check him out. He's a friend of mine. He's awesome. Nice. Um, and we did this like Wim Hof breathing and like, I just noticed, like, I just went into space, like my mind shut down. It's impossible to have anxiety when you do this breath work. It just goes away. What you're doing is you're, you're oxygenating or ox, oxygenating your entire system and you're imagine like your cells like they need oxygen to survive right and so like when you become sick and unhealthy and you have problems um usually certain parts of your body are being deprived of oxygen right and this is where like i wouldn't i'm not a health like specialist so like this is not medical advice by the way but like i've been told that disease is it lives and like grows in anaerobic places in your body so when that means without oxygen right so oxygen deprived places is where illness and sickness like is created anaerobic means w without oxygen. without oxygen gotcha. and then aerobic means with oxygen yeah so when we ox oxidize our body like this we move oxygen into all parts of our body and th thus like eliminating germs or bacteria or stuff like this. Like you can't survive in this type of environment. Isn't that also one of the biggest health indicators? Like the, the, like in the micro, mitochondria or something like that. Mitochondria. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oxygen is one of the most important things. It's like, yeah. 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 So, so this gives us energy as well. And like, it, it's like, you'd just be surprised what, just some simple breathing exercises could do. So I recommend everyone get Wim Hof's course and just do it. Um, it will change your life. Um, he does cold exposure with like cold showers and ice baths and stuff too. This stuff is so good for stress management because what it does is it trains your nervous system to relax in a time when it's supposed to be like it thinks that it's dying. So it trains it as in... The more you do it, the easier it gets to yes. become relaxed. Yes. And that's why you're such a relaxed guy now. Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the, the, the daily meditation as well, man. Like you mix the meditation and the breath work and the cold exposure. It is transformative, right? Because what used to cause you to react and to, and to get stressed out, all of a sudden it just like, it happens and it just passes by. Like you see it happening and you're like, oh. Boom. And you just dodge it. Right. The matrix. Yeah. So we go from <laughs> reacting to responding. And when we respond, we become responsible. And now in it's control. Not, it's, yes. In control. Exactly. Because the feeling of stress and overwhelm is a feeling of what? Being out of control. Yes. That's what panic attack is, right? It's like the analogy that you gave is like that. that. Put someone put acid into your brain yeah 
it's like everything is out of control. You yes. don't control your body anymore. Yeah, exactly. So by this, we take back control. We take back our power and stress can no longer affect us. And when, when you're not stressed out, you can think clearly, you can make good decisions. You're calm, you're centered, you're peaceful, you're a better person. A lot more healthy. Yeah, you're healthy, you're a lot more conscious, right? And because you're a lot more conscious, you'll probably make more aligned decisions, you know? Um, and this will also heal your gut because when you get stressed out, like I said, it shuts off your digestive system. And um, if you eat your food when you're relaxed, then you'll be nice and uh, digested <laughs> and things will function, right? And yeah, it's like all these different practices. Like it's also like just keeping your house clean. Like my room is normally like immaculate and I have very little things in my room. I have my desk, my chair, my bed, and two nightstands. And this is all I have. Minimalism. Minimalism. Simple, right? Why? Because why do you need more? And the less I have, the more I have inside. The less I own, the more freedom I have. I realized that as well. So I have everything in one suitcase right now. That's all I have. Yes. And even with the stuff that we're recording right now, we're recording with my iPhone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got a few guys here who are like getting into podcasts now. And like, uh, they're also doing a podcast. We collaborate and they all have this gear. And I'm just like, gives me, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it's it. It's like, I start hyperventilating. I see their gear. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have that stuff. It's like, literally, I want to keep it as simple as possible. Everything as simple as possible. It's not optimal. The, the quality could be better, but like, it's, it's good enough. It's like, it's more sustainable. It's good yeah. enough. And therefore it's more, it's more sustainable because it's like way less to deal with. Yeah. And um, yeah, these mics are not even mine. So yeah, and yeah. I already said to him like, hey man, it's like you got to take the thing out and then match the different tracks yeah. of the different mic mics, and it's like too much work for me. Too much work, man. <laughs> exactly. Super simple. Like with my podcast, no editing. Yeah, like I, I want just straight to upload. Like no filter. All the ooze ums, like pauses, breaks, like they're going in. Yeah. Like, cause it's the other way is not simple. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one of your values, right? Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what you see again. It's like once you set these values and you really decide, I'm gonna live by them because I really value them. Yeah, it's like it it affects everything in your life, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I want to give you some bonus like health stuff because like for yeah. all the like super intense people out there, I know like they don't want this simple thing like the basics. But do all those things, and then after you do all the, those things, what you can do is um, there's some lifestyle interventions and supplements and stuff like this um, that can be super helpful and transformational. One thing um, that I would look at is your spine. So Never heard that, yeah. Yeah, so all um, is. basically the spine is your central nervous system. So every function in your body has to have an electrical single signal that passes through your spine yeah it makes sense that's why when people get paralyzed they can't move anything because it's like they're cut off yeah right so um i would go see a spine specialist like either a chiropractor i would look into network chiropractic um that's what you mentioned with the what tony robbins is doing yes, before yes. okay which is more like energetic like emotional um because we store emotions uh, in our body, right? So if you have a traumatic emotional event, you may 
store it somewhere in your body if you don't um, fully exp- let yourself experience it. That's where it becomes anaerobic as well, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because then with Wim Hof breathing, sto- stores into your body, you're not moving energy there. Energy, just think. That's, you want to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, what happens is your physiology will get locked into a position, and that's, this is where we develop chronic injuries or like weird postural things. Um, and if we don't experience that emotion to its fullest, then we will never transcend it. And our posture and physiology will be locked in this position. And over time, that causes serious problems. So like if you're having certain types of issues, it may just be traced back to one part of your spine where something is just a little bit off. As in physically, it's a bit dislocated? Yeah, for example, like if, if you're in like a, a sitting at your desk at your laptop all the time and your shoulders are like really like curved in and stuff like this. This um, it will actually create a stressed posture. It's also like what animals do when yeah. they're like in fight or flight. Yeah, right? or when it's you're like afraid, they, you know, you're they go up like that. Yeah, yeah, and you're cowering, right? Like you're you're afraid. Like, and but this is the position we work in, right? And the whole theory behind this network chiropractic stuff is that um, your perspective of the world is determined by how gravity hits your spine. So if let's say your neck is tweaked to the left and then gravity is then putting all this pressure on the top of your head, then that is going to send a certain signal to your central nervous system where the pressure is being created that something is going on. In which case, maybe it will manifest in a health problem or a injury or something like this, right? So like I always... Whenever someone's having an issue, I'm like, yo, like, let's look at the spine, you know? Really? A health issue? Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's look at the spine. It's like, it's like, first you ask the question, what happened right before the health issue happened? Cause usually something, tr- there's a trigger, right? And then it's, um, and then it's like, okay, emotionally, where are we at? You know? So like check in with the emotions and, and then it's also like, look at the spine and do you have your basics in? Right. So, and then beyond that, like, that's cool. So now you guys know the spine, um, some good supplements that like are like super interesting. Like you have to get some blood tests and figure out like what's going on with your body. But like something that I'm experimenting right now is like krill fish oil has been like enhancing my cognition a lot and like makes me feel really good. Um, I'm also taking curcumin, which is like one of the most powerful anti-inflammatories. It's the active ingredient in, um, turmeric. And you take it with black pepper and you take a certain dosage with some fat. And that's why I take it with the fats that I'm taking. And uh, it, it also is mood enhancing, has been scientifically proven to alleviate um, minor symptoms of depression. And it's all natural. Yeah, yeah it's all natural, right? Um, if you're having digestive issues, like definitely recommend full spectrum plant-based digestive enzymes, right? Um, this will like liquefy your food as you're eating it. Like if you're really stressed out and overwhelmed and your food's not digesting and you're feeling like brain fog or lethargic or something, take a digestive enzyme. It'll help your food digest. You don't want to become reliant on it, but like it's good for the short term. Dude, like that helped me so much. And then probiotics, there's a lot of debate about whether probiotics work or not. Um, I interviewed one of the top gut health specialists in the world and there's mixed 
mixed reviews. But what I will tell you is in my experience, the most powerful probiotics that I've actually seen evidence in my own life is uh, fermented apple kefir. You can buy water kefir grains on Amazon. They're like 15 bucks. They ship to your house and you just put those grains into some organic apple juice, leave it for a couple of days. It will ferment. And then you just drink a glass of that every day. It will make you feel so good. Man, so good. That's good stuff. So what are some of the resources if people want to dive deeper into it? Because mm. uh, yeah, I, I want, want, I want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking this question for myself. I was like, I'm realizing, realizing now in this conversation, it's like, yeah, I've been getting better with stress management and stuff like that. But as we're talking, I'm really tired because, you know, yeah. going to the event, I haven't, I haven't uh, lived by my value, my number one value as well, which is long-term health and long-term happiness. Yeah. Uh, I haven't uh, fully lived by that and I'm like tired and I'm like, I could do, I want to do so much more when it comes to, yeah, optimal health because from that stems everything. So what are some of the resources that you would recommend to people uh, for yeah. health, especially, yeah, super driven super driven type my buddy anthony DiClemente has a book that's free plus shipping yeah so like 7.95 in total like after you pay for the shipping mm -hmm. and uh i think don't quote me on that uh biohacking secrets yeah.com and it's the biohacker's guide to upgraded energy focus and something 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 some long title i would start there um and there's another guy named paul check yeah, Paul Check. Just check him out. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and uh, let me think. Let me How think. do you spell him? Paul Paul Check. It's like if you type it in, you'll find you'll find. Okay. It. Yeah. Um, ben Greenfield. I like Ben Greenfield too. Uh, he's got a podcast called Ben Ben Greenfield Fitness. He's more of like the endurance like mm -hmm. type type stuff. And specifically, when it comes to like blood tests or stuff like that like for example for me i'm like when it comes to fitness everyone talks about bcaa's abcdefg yeah. and i'm just like i'm zoning out i'm just like okay what exercises for how long and then give me the stuff that i need to put in my mouth it's like yeah i let you know i'll get overwhelmed with that stuff so and also with with health in general with all these different supplements do you have any good resources where you're like if you read that book you need everything you, need, you know everything you need to know and it's it's simple i wish um I'm, I'm always looking yeah, for that. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> like this I mean, I compiled all this stuff from different places. So, like, I just... This is all based on my own experience of, like, putting things together. Um, I wish... I mean, maybe I should write a book or something like that on this kind of stuff. But uh, I would say you can get a test ordered from a different couple labs... Where are you going to be based? Are you going to be based in the States? Hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. If I get the visa and everything goes smooth. Yeah. Then, yeah. So uh, there's a company called Research Labs. Research Labs. Yeah. And um, you can get tests done at Quest Diagnostics where they draw your blood. And I would just get ba a basic panel to just like male me metabolic panel to get started and like sort of gauge where you're at. And then if you see anything, any statistically significant data then that will point you in the right direction to start looking into more specific tests yeah nice. i would hire i would hire a coach too like yeah yeah like a health coach 
Anyone you recommend? Someone you, someone you want to send some clients to? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine if you don't. I mean, I have one. Yeah. Yeah, I have one um, that I'm currently paying. Yeah. Her name is Lori Chang. Mm -hmm. um, and she's super knowledgeable. She actually runs the. Oh, what is it? Um, she runs the diet and nutrition plan for Kaiser Permanente. Um, and she's got. She's the most educated person I know when it comes to health. Um, and she's really accessible as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super interested in that as well. I don't know. Do you have some more time or do you, yeah, you got to go time. somewhere? We can jam. Yeah. There's so many other questions <laughs> that I had, man. Um, yeah. The marketing stuff. Okay. Uh, so kind of like the, when is marketing still ethical? How far can you push it? Cause I mean, there's a lot of internet marketers that say, Hey, if you know your product is good, you just push that stuff and like you just do everything it takes. Even if it's like, yeah, even if it's a bit dodgy or like not fully, I don't know. Would they would they say that? I mean, even if it's like you're over exaggerating or you obviously you're using some some strong sales technique there, where it's yeah. like, what what are your thoughts on that? Because You've been a copywriter. Yeah. You've written a lot of headlines that you're not proud of. Yeah. Like how, what do you, th how do you think about that now? Yeah. The way I think about it now is like, is the person on the other side of the phone, like, is the probability of them being successful with what I provide for them? Like above like 90%. And do I really feel like my product is the, best in the world to help them and if so then i'll stop at nothing so yeah. for for the right person if they get on the phone with me i'm not letting them off the phone unless they buy or hang up on me, <laughs> yeah. you know but that rarely happens because like i've created such a good offer like i don't i here's what i believe i believe you shouldn't have to do marketing i love that yeah keep talking yeah i believe i, <laughs> I believe more that, that the best companies in the world like they do marketing, but they don't need to do marketing and they don't need to do marketing because they have the best product because the best product in the world, like it works every time. And because it works and it gives the intended result that is people are buying it for, the reason people are buying it is the result that it actually delivers and it delivers that result consistently every time that product will spread fast. And that's when the marketing becomes easy. Yes. So I did a video on that as well where I chatted with a friend that basically did an intervention on one of my friends because he was just just worrying so much about getting new clients. Yeah. And he wanted to build a funnel and all that stuff. He had a couple of clients. And I asked him, how good is your service? Yes. And he was like, and he immediately started like looking down and getting nervous and stuff like that. And it's like, and he had a really honest conversation. He's like, I'm not delivering good results it's like and that's that showed up in his marketing as well because it's like he was really nervous about calling people and you know it's obviously and that's when the whole imposter syndrome comes in right yes and that's where i think you should have imposter syndrome because if your product is the best like you won't be an imposter yeah. you you won't have that feeling yeah. so you know we talked about that and yeah basically talked about how he should for the next three to six months just focus on getting really good at his craft and delivering incredible results because then marketing becomes easy yeah. And then other people vouch for you. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's like the way I look at marketing too, is I never want to work with a client who really needs marketing. 
who needs to be persuaded. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to work with someone who's just like, I understand what you do. I, I see the value in it and I'm financially qualified. And for me, when I'm looking at choosing my clients, it's like, I want the, this, I learned this from my buddy. Um, and I'll never forget it. It was such a valuable lesson. He says, you want to pick clients that you can just like tap into success. Like they're going to be successful with or without you. But like, if you guys team up, then it's like putting fire on the gasoline. They already have momentum. It's yeah. like you give them even more of a, and that's not to say that there aren't people out there who don't need help with their marketing that aren't in that place. It's just like from a client services perspective, this is what I like because I like low stress. Right. And the clients that aren't have momentum and like, aren't like really crushing it are a little bit harder to work with. They're a little bit more needy. They're a little bit more dependent on demanding. Yeah. Demanding and, and like scarce. Right. And like not too fun to work with. Um, so, but that doesn't answer the question, right. Of like, where do you draw the line? Um, and I guess where I draw the line between like what's okay and what's not okay is if I firmly believe that I can get the result that I'm saying I can get for them and they're in alignment with like what I'm trying to create in the world, then I don't think there's with, within reason, I don't think there's anything that's unethical or unmoral that I could do to try to reach them to convince them to work with me. For example, if there's a company that has found a pill that could eliminate leaky gut, like just cure it. There is nothing that this company could do to prevent me from working with them. You'd, you'd even probably work for free as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. And that's when they would also start paying you. because <laughs> yes. you. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So this is where the line is. I think the line becomes unclear when we're working with people we don't want to work with um, or aren't inspired by. And we also may not necessarily be able to deliver the results that we're promising. And the person isn't qualified or a good fit. And basically, when we're in scarcity, right? When yes. We're making it also when we're making a decision based around fear and scarcity rather than inspiration and abundance, which is also goes back to this decision that you made back in the day when you started copywriting, which was uh, you were worried that you're going to be that you're going to be a starving artist, artist and yeah. that that was a decision that you made out of fear decision, yeah. instead of being like abundance i'm going to do videography now no matter what and it's going to work it, out and yes. i'll find a way to make the money yes. happen yeah. yes so th i think that's a good filter on how you make decisions in general yeah it's like is it out of fear or is it out of inspiration yes and um yeah i, I love that uh, that you said like um if if you firmly believe you can help them you do anything i think that's it, it is yeah it is um an ethical your obligation it is yeah. so i like that yeah. concept it's also like would you lie to your children you know, and yeah. then people say, of course, I wouldn't lie to my children. And it's like, but you do all the time. Like, yeah. you know, you, or do you manipulate your children? Yeah. It's like, you better be manipulating your children to eat these vegetables. Yes. Because they won't. Yeah. But and you better tell them. to have a good them. moral compass and to, yes. to treat others the way that they want to be treated and to contribute to the world and to, yeah. Yeah. So then, then manipulation becomes something good as well. If yeah. you really want people to, to do well, if you have the best interest at heart, 
I think you should manipulate the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Sure, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. Because, yeah, within reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah, within yes. reason. But if so, it's really the best for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. truly the best for them. Yeah. And be mindful. Are you one of these people that really wants the best for people? Because I, I know a lot of marketers who are like, yeah, it's, you know, it's better. And they're like, their product is, it's okay. It's really high priced. And yeah, they got results for some people, but they also like the first ones to say, Hey, let's get a payment plan going because you know, you, I know you don't have money, but you can, you can get the money together from your parents somewhere or something like that. Like yeah. I saw, I saw 19 year old guys at, at events that, that basically went home with like 5k in debt. Cause they signed up for a program and oh, I'll figure out the money later. Cause that's what the success gurus told me. That's how they got started as well. You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's true. But are you that person, you know? Yeah. I, so, well, like, it's so funny because I think when you're, when you have a great product and you're really focused on service, um, like the, like, it's so funny because a guy, I, I was in a conversation with a guy today who wants to buy a video with me and, um, he knows how much it is and, um, I don't need his business. I'm booked out till October, but I'd love to work with him. Abundance. Yeah, abundance, right? But I'd love to work with him. I already did some consulting with him at a lower ticket. Um, and like, I'm not like pushing it on him. I'm just like, yo, man, like, I'd love to help you. Like, this is all like, and I also believe, I truly believe I can help this guy as well. And even though he may be a little bit lower threshold than the type of client I normally shoot for, but he's asking me, he's like, can we do an installment? I'm not forcing this on him. And, and this is the type of, uh, this is the real price objection. So this is, the, here's a good distinction. People think when they, at the end of the call, if they get a price objection, meaning like, oh, I can't afford it, that they're getting a price objection. But what they're really getting is a value objection. You didn't show me that enough value for me to think that this is worth it. Therefore, I can't get the money together because when we value something, we find a way to make it work. So like this guy who I'm talking to right now, he really gets the value of what I provide. And so the price objection is not, hey, I can't afford it. It's no, please just give me some time. I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. You know, this is the price objection. And I didn't, I didn't say, hey, well, like if you can't do it, like if you can't put the full thing, don't worry, we can do a payment plan. Run to the back of the room and in the next minute yeah. to sign up. Yeah, before no, all none of this. Yeah. But, but like I'd be happy to work with someone who's that committed because they're going to get results not because of necessarily just what I do, but because they're invested and they're committed to making it happen. And he probably also knows about you that if everything goes to shit, he's having panic attacks and his health is deteriorating and for some reason he can't pay you, you wouldn't be on his ass and be like, hey, you're going to pay me. No, yeah. you, would be, you know. Yeah. 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 So th this is kind of how I think about it is, um, yeah, if you need to hard close someone, um, you're missing some steps. If you need to like really force your marketing and push really hard, then there's some, some things out, you know. Yeah, that's true. And, and again, like marketing gets so much easier. Once you have a good product, it's like, it's, 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 then, that it's, it's then just telling people about it. Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, I have this. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not that you don't tell anyone or you, you know, you never mention it or yes. people will automatically show up, but it's like, then you literally just gotta, yeah. Share it. 
Yeah. Have just, a website and like do, run some ads, add, add more value. And it's like, people will hear about it. Like, um, yeah, for example, we're now at this event here and there was, there were a bunch of people that went to another event, baby bathwater, which is also in, in Croatia. And every person I talked to, they were like, this, this state changed immediately as soon as I started talking about the event because they were like, oh my God, it's the, it's the best event I've ever been to. And it's not like, oh yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, yeah, it's good. No, no, it's the best event I've ever been to. The people, incredible. So much fun. The way they put it together. And it, that's what everyone said. Like, this is the best marketing you'll ever get. Yes. And I have no doubt. Like, I'm not going to like check out their website now and see but what about this? What about the features and benefits? But yeah. No, it's just like, okay, how much is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll make it work. So yeah, yeah super interesting. Anything else that you want to discuss that you want to share? Anything else that's on your mind? No, man, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we did. I, I hope it's helpful to whoever's listening. Or it has been helpful to me. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. Like literally, I'm gonna check out the the what was it called the, the spine stuff that was a network network chiropractic yeah. network chiropractic. Is there a book on that as well? Yeah, twelve stages of healing. Twelve stages of healing. I'll check that out yeah. as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks for coming welcome. over and. Um, we're going to grab some food now, yep. hang out, and then maybe chat another time. Yeah. Hopefully when I get to the US. Yeah. Hang out as well. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Later, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, then please subscribe to this podcast right now and leave a review on iTunes, which would help us massively. And if you consider yourself a high performer and you're already running a successful business and you're passionate about holistic growth in every area of life, then you can apply to join our carefully curated group on Facebook for guys like you and me. And when I say carefully curated, I actually mean it because I screen everybody personally and jump on a call with them to see if they're the right fit. And in these calls, I ask myself questions like, first of all, do they know what they talk about? And do they have a level of success that proves it? For example, they're running a successful business or they have some other sort of success that proves, okay, these are interesting guys. They have some value to share. Secondly, are they passionate about growing in every area of their life? That means health and fitness, relationships, relationships with women, finances, spirituality, all that cool stuff. And thirdly, are they self-aware and generally cool guys we'd want to hang out with uh, that also share similar values. And uh, basically what we do is we facilitate mastermind calls where we chat every week or bi-weekly to talk about challenges, help each other out and lift each other up, which is also all 100% free. And uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, a group where you get access to a peer group that will lift you up and make it easy and fun to constantly level up because ultimately you are who you surround yourself with. And uh, as you know as well, it's lonely as you're moving up. But here you're around people who are on the same path. They're also crazy ambitious and they understand the specific challenges that you go through. So it's also a safe space where you can talk about anything here. And uh, you ask yourself, okay, what's the catch? Because you can't jump on a call with everyone. Uh, it's not scalable, but yeah, I know it is not meant to be scaled. It's a highly curated group. And again, we actually mean that because ultimately it's my selfish desire to surround myself with like-minded winners. And uh, the way it works is so far, you've only gotten in through referrals, through current members. If someone referred you then you can get in, but uh, now you can actually apply. So you can send us an application and uh, as I said, it's 100% free for now. And uh, yeah, we just want to get some great guys together. So our current members are six to seven figure business owners. 
they are currently exiting their business, they're just running their business, they want to grow it, or we even have some guys who are interested in buying businesses now. So uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of interesting dudes, all have different strengths and help each other out in the areas that they're lacking in. And uh, we have a ton of fun on these weekly calls and I always leave inspired and thinking bigger, just like everyone else in the group. And uh, yeah, I'm just super pumped for it. I always love these calls. So if you think you're one of us, then please head over to www.wearecollectiveambition.com slash apply. So that's www.wearecollectiveambition, that's just one word, dot com slash apply. And I'll see you on there.